0: Welcome to Church with Dad, the podcast that celebrates the ministry of a father whose life was drastically altered with a diagnosis of early-onset dementia. Unaltered are his timeless words, spreading the good news of faith, hope, and unfailing love, the things that are unchangeable, which will one day make all things new. Today's flagship episode marks the fourth week in Advent and is entitled, Mary's Vision, the Songs of Two Women. It is based upon the Gospel of Luke, the first chapter, and was recorded on December 23rd of 2012. The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Brothers and sisters in Christ, grace and peace to you from our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. A few years ago, I wrote these words. What is special about Mary, the mother of Jesus, is that there is nothing special about Mary, the mother of Jesus. What I meant by that was that in her lowliness, in her ordinariness, It is these things, these bonds, these connections to us and to our lives that catch our attention, attention. and even more, they alert us to the radical newness of what God is up to in the incarnation and birth of Jesus Christ. And yet at the same time, Mary and her cousin Elizabeth are quite extraordinary. These are not mythic archetypes of a divine parent, like the Greek god Athena leaping full bore from the forehead of her father, Zeus, These women, one who is quite old, Elizabeth, and one who is very young, in fact hardly old enough to conceive a child, these two ordinary women find themselves caught up in the pivotal event in human history the Incarnation. The Gospel today indicates that both women have an awareness that they have been drawn into things that are beyond their understanding or comprehension. Both women are filled with the Holy Spirit, whom, as Luther knew, comes to call, enlighten, sanctify, and preserve us. This is the same Spirit that just now was given to Maya and Brantley in their baptisms. The Holy Spirit was moving in this place. I see up in front of me a lot of ordinary people. And I look in the mirror and see one too. But the truth is, even to us who are ordinary, who are lowly, the extraordinary happens And it happens far more often than we know or give God credit for. This is the same Holy Spirit that has just called, enlightened, and sanctified those two little people there, sleeping soundly. And I know there are a lot of us other ordinary people who wish we were too. (laughs) And by the time I get done, there will be a lot more. Though Mary and Elizabeth may not understand or comprehend how an old childless woman could become a mother in her old age, or a young woman could conceive without a husband by that same Holy Spirit, what both these women know is that these things are happening to them and that they are of God. And because they are of God and because these are women of faith, their response is the same as ours as we witness the baptism of these twins, brother and sister. We rejoice. We give thanks and praise and confess our faith in the God who is the source of such wondrous things. And we, like Mary, do it through song. But Mary's song is quite a song. In fact, It is more than a song. Mary's Magnificat is also a vision. Now, as you know, we have a vision statement here at Christ Lutheran. It goes like this. Christ Lutheran is where God's promise of love and forgiveness is for all. That is a proclamation of who we are. But there's more. We also, as an outgrowth of that vision, are compelled... To take up a mission, an action plan, a destination, a goal for where we as the body of Christ are going. Our mission statement says, Christ is for all. We are called to share God's love through worship, music, teaching, serving, and sharing our gifts. We cannot repeat these two statements often enough. They are our guideposts. They are the fuel and the engine of ministry here. And what we hear in Luke's Gospel this morning is that the mission and the vision that lies at the coming birth of Christ is made clear in this song of Mary. Mary's song is nothing less than the what and the how of God's purpose in sending Jesus to reconcile the broken creation once and for all to God the Father. The God who once spoke to his people through the patriarchs and prophets now speaks through a teenage girl and through the sacrificial gift of God's own Son. As sung by Mary, we hear God's desire and intent for us. It is an all-encompassing vision, a vision of a world transformed, indeed a world to be made new, a new creation. Mary's song begins in joy, the joy of a leaping fetus in Elizabeth's barren womb, leaping at the sound of Mary's voice, and that voice sings of a simple teenage soul who accepts and believes what God is doing, as crazy as it seems, as unexpected as it might feel. Mary sings as though her vision of what shall come in the future is already coming to life in her womb. Jesus is already conceived by the Holy Spirit. And though Mary is knocked back on her heels by the incredible unexpectedness of what has become, come over her, she nonetheless is confident confident with the confidence that only faith can bring. And so she sings of what this means for the people of her time and the peoples of all times and all places, that God will show His regard and is showing His regard for the lowliest and neediest, for Mary herself, to the shepherds in the fields, to the widows and orphans, walking the streets of the towns and cities, looking for a place to live and food to eat. God will enact His vision across all the generations. Time will not be a boundary. It will happen and be known down to the ages until God's Son comes again. The proud will be humbled and the powerful will know powerlessness. And the lowly will take the powerful's place. The hungry will be fed. The sick will be healed. God's mercy will be remembered and cherished. This world, Mary sings, will become a world and is becoming a world in which promises are kept. This is nothing less than the reconciliation of a broken humanity and creation to God, the God who created it, and the promise of eternal life through the new life doing the backstroke in Mary's amniotic fluid Mary's great gift is not only in this vision that she shares with us but in the in the strength of her faith and the model that it sets before us I've talked about the magnificat as Mary's song but it is also Mary's and our prayer, our prayer of faith, faith in the God who listens to the cry of his people, the God who so loves this world that he comes to infants and the aged alike with his presence and power, the God who sends his spirit, the spirit of his son to lead them through this life, to guide them and keep them even as He prepares a place for us in the new creation. And yes, God so loves this world that He sends His Son, the Christ, to live among us, to be sacrificed on our behalf, to give us hope in the present and the promise of life eternal in the future. All of this is in this song. We don't hear it on the top 40. We don't have it on our iPods. But we know it's true. We know it's true in our hearts. We know it's true. When we witness what we witnessed this morning, how can that not be true? That the Holy Spirit of the Creator of the universe visited us here this morning. And brought the promise of eternal life, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and the joy of being part of a community of faith to these young people. Truly, God is up to something big. Let us rejoice and celebrate. Amen.